0: Hey there, what? premium malt us <laughs> It's your Dr. Boris, jumping in on my own show. For those of you that follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, sat Happy Horror Coffee Break, or at Real Happy Horror, you may already know. But for those of you who don't, there's a contest going on. <laughs> draw Boris. For those of you with an artsy fartsy itch, you can draw me. Or happy robot iris. Draw me like one of your French girls. A oh golf uncle. I'm a willing and ready muse at your disposal. You can even draw the bat. Crappy. <laughs> Wherever he is, haven't seen him in a while. Hope he's not dead. Deed. Oh, but step back just a little bit. Draw. I don't care if it's good or bad. I just want to see it. You can send it to me happywhorecoffeebreak at gmail.com or slide into my DMs Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Make sure you do it before July 1st. That's the deadline for this little shindig. Oh, what do you get in return? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Our panel of top-tier judges. <laughs> will pick their favorites, which will then feature on a Happy Horror Coffee Break official t-shirt, and will send a free shirt with their design to that artist. Oh, there will be prizes for the runners-up, so no crybabies. <laughs> so go grab a pad and pen, get yourself a cup of java, and enjoy your Happy Horror Coffee Break All-Time Horror Radio Show. <laughs> So I just uh, read this card here. Uh, uh These are the required points to express in your ad. Feel free to paraphrase and speak from your own experience. If you if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast. Oh, how about that? <laughs> With a, no minimum lit, listenership. <laughs> it's uh, everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And a, a mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. There. I read your stupid card. Can I can I pull my pants up now? <laughs> this is Mr. Holiday from My Worst Holiday and you're listening to a fourth-hand production. back to another happy dappy episode of the happy horror coffee break old time horror radio show side show, Crappy Pasta <laughs> <laughs> Uh Hey, tonight we will be reading another crappy entry into the Crappy Pasta Crappiver. Whoa, be gone. Just pay shipping! <laughs> June Waverly watched and waverlyed as her husband drove away, smiling and touching the spots. Uh-oh. On her cheek where he had kissed her goodbye, the metallic blue sedan glistened in the morning sun and June shielded her eyes from the glare, wiping her hands on a primrose-covered apron. She whirled around, marching into the house like a private on parade. June paused at the... F- Foyer mirror and ran a hand through her hair and up over the ears. Grateful for the easy yet elegant upsweep that had cut her morning ready time in half, while still maintaining the look she needed, the marching continued into the kitchen where a tumble of dirty dishes lay in wait. A glance at her watch revealed a time entirely too late to still have dirty breakfast dishes. So she sat upon them like a lioness, picking each up and decimating its insides. Pieces of egg and bacon went flying as June, the Devish took care of the morning cleanup. Mom, chill out. Holy cow, Mom. It took June a moment to realize someone was speaking to her. She stared uncomprehending at a Cornell glass dish before setting it down and turning her concentration elsewhere. Elsewhere, of course, being toward her seven-year-old son, David. He was standing in the doorway, blonde strands of hair escaping from a New York Yankees baseball cap. His small left hand was twirling a baseball bat, Southpaw. His daddy was so excited. While his right hand held an already much-worn leather glove, a present from his grandpa. It was only an hour after breakfast, but David had obviously found a pickup game somewhere in the neighborhood. His knees were bloody, and grass and dirt stains crawled up, denim shorts, and a white t-shirt to stop at his chin, which was also bloody, bloody mud. Couldn't hide his enormous Grin, Though, he swept the bat underneath the small body as he took a grandiose bow, like an opera star, at a standing ovation. Hey, yo, I made a home run. Brought two guys in with me, too. It was awesome. I'm cool. Oh, yeah, I'm cool. David paused, assessing his appearance. Look at me now, though. Pretty messy, eh? Gotta go wash up. With this announcement, he trips through the kitchen, past his mother, and through the living room toward the stairs that led to his bedroom. That's great, son, his mother replied absentmindedly. But wait, where are you going in those muddy but shoes? You're, you're dripping. You can't! Shut it! Wait! Ah! June's voice trailed off as she watched the brown stains appear, as if by magic, in the gray plush pile carpet as David walked through. He whistled unconcerned as the brown blobby pockmarks followed him across the living room and navigated up the stairs behind. She followed them, stopping at each to frantically scrub at the marks, at length realizing her efforts were only driving the mud further into the pile. She sat back on her knees to wait for the mud to dry so she could vacuum it out. June stayed in the kitchen to clean for the rest of the morning, sometimes peeking apprehensively through the doorway to the living room. The mud changed colors, went from brown as dried blood to gray like the hair on a vigorous old man. Baby. When it reached this state, she inched out of the kitchen and approached the downstairs closet doorway. She didn't walk directly toward the door, but rather advanced from the side, as if whatever was in there would be surprised and immediately retreat. Instead of opening the door, she yanked at it with fierce strength and a blood-curdling squeal. Still there it was, the vacuum cleaner. When she was in high school, June was forced to read a book called Something Wicked This Way Comes. The book interfered mightily with her understanding of the workings of the world. She preferred Jane Austen's sense and sensibility. But she never forgot the names the two boys had created to describe the slimy, crawly things that hid under the bed. I'm Danny DeVito. Goths and Ulmers. Ray Bradbury seemed to get into her head with these monsters, Lubecris and Nibbling in the dark. Darkness everybody, everybody. darkness is ready! The name with which she christened the vacuum cleaner was The Gulmer. It stood upright in the closet, but always listed just slightly forward, as if prepared to crumble down, onto all fours, all eights, and go on a mad munching spree. Its black shiny exterior always reminded Jane of an octopus. She didn't know why. Weren't those things green or gray in real life? But it seemed an accurate description when viewing the titicles of hose and cord that flung themselves all gnarled and squiggly from its sides. The gold represented everything June filled her days with, and thus everything she despised. When she let it out of its black hole in the wall, it mashed and crunched and tyrannized everything in its path. A good little gold. But then she turned her back, and it seemed to regurgitate all the dust and slime it had just inhaled. Another day came, and she had to set it free from its hideout once again. She had started thinking of the Gullner as her abusive husband, having read once that smart abusers would hit you in the lower back because it would hurt worse and couldn't be seen by outside prying eyes. By the time she was finished vacuuming just one room, her back ached and stabbed like her kidneys had flung themselves at her spinal cord and done a maple dance around the stacked vertebra. Oh, the dishes were one thing, not much fun to rinse, but she had her sweet little dishwasher, Emma, to do the real slishy-sloshy, mashy-icky work, and dust, well, that's super HEPA filtration system, she had batted her eyes and flipped her hair to receive, seemed to work wonders on dust. She found herself pulling out the pledge, only rarely. But dirt! No matter how often she sprung the gulner from his hateful hole, the dirt just kept coming back. Her husband walked in after work, a worn, tired look around his eyes to go with his irritated voice demanding dinner and she sympathized she really did but couldn't he pull those leaves out of his shoes before he came through the door of course her neighbor Betty was a complete angel for bringing her famous tuna casserole over but it seems she walked through multitudinous piles of sh and swill to get it here Betty's cooking apron actually looked like it had food on it for heaven's sake June shuddered with remembering. And finally, her son. A seven-year-old darling, to be sure. But possibly the sloppiest bedraggled and begrimed little boy she'd ever known. Not that she'd known many, but... And the dirt just kept coming back. June Waverly had just gotten the nerve to pull the gun from the closet when the doorbell rang ruled at anything that might delay her daily bout with perpetual gunk and debris, even a stray Jehovah's Witness, she practically skipped to the door. The door opened to the strangest looking man she had ever laid eyes upon. He was maybe five feet tall, with a voluminous head belonging on a man twice his size. Look at the size of that boy's heed. I'm not kidding, it's like an orange on a toothpick. That's a huge noggin. It's a virtual planetoid. Has its own weather system. Great-, heed. Great brown frog eyes set closely upon a gin blossom nose that had veins following out from its sitter like rivers from an estuary. Lips that pouted in rosy plumpness sat directly underneath that cherry nose. His cheekbones were high. All right, all right, all right. Which would have been a plus had his face not narrowed into a peaky point that likened the overall effect to a reddened Valentine's heart with a great mush of melted chocolate-covered cherries in the middle. He had Ross Perot ears, which made June giggle, (laughs) since she was pretty sure that was who her husband liked. She didn't much care for politics personally. Little curly red hairs sprouted along the tops of his ears, and she presumed around the back of his head. Which wouldn't have been particularly strange were it not for the utterly straight red hairs he had combed over from the right ear to the left. He wore a powder blue suit and a light blue shirt with ruffles. Like a boy who'd missed his 1978 prom and was now returning a few decades later to make it right. This visitor's strange appearance almost led June to slam the door and continue her housework. Except for one thing. His smile. Crimson, juicy lips shot open. The revealing the straightest, whitest teeth she had ever seen outside of a TV advertisements. Even a dimple appeared on one cheek. The smile disarmed her completely, and she found herself tilting toward the doorframe to listen. Hello! To be continued! that you weren't expecting a two-parter this season. But that's okay. You probably weren't paying attention to the story anyway. We'll be back next week with another full-length episode of Happy Horror Coffee Break Old-Time Horror Radio Show. And then that following Friday, we will read the conclusion to whoa, Be Gone. But until either of those happen, I can't your I'll have the number three large fries, large sweet tea, And a side of barbecue sauce to dip. I am sick and tired of seeing your ass. Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening. Are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Are you fascinated by the grisly sides of life? Are you the one that people call weirdo? Well then, you should get hip to Strange Brew Podcast, a podcast with a bunch of crazy connects. Tune in every week with Strange Brew's host, Tomcat, aka Tom Thompson, and Billy Kirby, along with many different guests, as we drink booze and we discuss anything strange and paranormal, from serial killers to aliens and all of the above. So crack those beers, and toss on those tinfoil hats, because, because it's, it's about, about to get strange.